What's up, my people? Welcome to Fellowship Bible Church's Sermon Spotlight. We are coming at you each and every week with a fresh weekend to debrief in an effort to send biblical truth. What better way to do that than by the power of conversation? I'm one of your hosts, Caleb Pearson. Joining me, the man, the myth, Mark Francis. Mark, how you doing, man? What is up? I am great. Good to see you. Joining us uh, after preaching this weekend, uh, Pastor of Student Ministries, Dennis McNutt. Dennis. Doing well. Good to see you, my guy. Nice to be back. Guys, uh, Follow the Star Weekend is now behind us. But it was an incredible weekend. Incredible weekend. Let's hear it. Stories. Yeah, Christmas season is actually here. I I shared that in the one sermon. Just official. It is, yeah. For our family, it's such a tradition now. After doing it all these years, like it feels like Christmas when when your past follows. (laughs) There you go. Now it's Christmas. There you go. Yep. Yep. I mean, I was able to attend on Saturday. And, uh, you know, our whole family went, which for us with one of my oldest, you know, he's gone to college. So being, yeah. being home and living, we were like, we're just going to get out and do something. And, uh, we saw the sites. It was an amazing experience. So you drove through it. Things. We drove through it. Absolutely. Now, I'm curious cause I haven't talked to, to anybody yeah. directly that drove through it. Like what was the experience like compared to the walking tour? Like, how well, was, yeah. so the, the weight to get to the experience was a lot easier, a lot smoother. I mean, you're sitting <laughs> sure in your car, you're right. in a warm place. Yeah, you weren't for hours you're standing out. Not in the cold. standing out there. Yeah. You know, so the the one thing though is that it it, it goes by quick mm-hmm. because you're driving and and you go from scene to scene and you have the the downloaded. It's amazing the recordings that the guys I know, did it's quality in advance yeah. um, to have that prepared for people to clearly hear the content. Um, but th- that's my only content. Again, no cookie tent. You know, and and no real true experience with with people. Right. So that's mm. that's the only downside. Sure. But I mean, I know that everyone who planned it did the best they could to overcome the obstacle of trying to you know still needed to interact with people. Right. Um, but having having the experience just go through. I mean, for us, start to finish, it was an hour. You know, and so that's no different okay. than any yeah, other that's year. Great. Yeah. And uh, to be able to see the many people involved, and you know, parking lot attendants dancing around, and people. Wrestling with sheep and, you know, <laughs> and all that good stuff. You know? it, it felt a little bit to me like I, I was wondering if this was what the experience was like, where you go through those drive-through Christmas light yeah. shows, yeah. where you you yeah. know drive through and you see the houses. Like it felt like that kind of a family outing to so go. So that yeah. is exactly what we did. Yeah. So we did follow Star first, not knowing how long it would take us. Right. Then we went and got some fast food and ate in the car and and had a little driving tour experience. We went to the city park and then we went to see other houses in town of lights. Yeah. And we drove through the city park and I mean, you got to love the city. They do the best they can do, but follow Star is amazing <laughs> yeah. compared to that. Right. You know, yeah. I mean, yeah. to have the whole experience of obviously the Christmas story and the gospel being presented, but uh, you know, nothing compares to that. But just going through the Christmas lights, okay, that was fine. That was fun. They had yeah. a couple cars going through, but follow the star with over six thousand people. Yeah, that's and, plus and the story. Over, Is that what it was? I was going to ask what the final numbers yeah, were. Yeah, I mean, it's I mean, just thousands under, of cars, just under thousands of people. I believe yeah. you know we're talking. Yeah, and that was hard to estimate because you don't know how many people are in each car. You know, I, I know yeah. they had about two thousand cars go through. Yeah. So, but incredible shout out to the team, but especially Marlon Beisel, who was in charge of the parking <laughs> and yeah. making sure I mean, that middle road did not get all of that. Man, the planning oh, team did a good job. To have them loaded up and locked and the sign's still up on Middle Road says congested area. I love it. Yeah, like good. let's just leave it. It's great. great. Just leave yeah. it. You know, but I've got to tell the story, and this is a segue into our the, sermon. Is this the sheep story? Absolutely. All so, right. I don't know what y'all are talking about. I will about. attribute this because it happened on Sunday night, and I wasn't going <laughs> to see this. Yeah. But supposedly, right before uh, Follow Star is ready to start, um, the person who told me the story said he got a call on the walkie-talkie saying, hey, "We got problems. We got the, you know a congestion. Something's happening. We can't start yet." <laughs> And, and so he comes down and finds that there is a sheep that they're trying to take from one spot to another. 
for the for the performance, you right, know. Right, so we gotta right. get. Well, they needed to get the it right out of the shepherd's field and into the nativity scene because the nativity scene they wanted to have one sheep yeah, over there. Right? It was it wasn't having it. That thing he did not want to move. <laughs> he refused. I mean, we're talking. This is a supposedly a big fatty guy too yeah. that just was like the grandpa <laughs> and did not want to move. And so it took. I mean, and so the owner of the sheep, you know, was like, oh, "We got to just be gentle with it." And some people are like, "Can we pick it up? Can we, Carry you know, it? push it? Can <laughs> we right. smack it around with a rod?" You know, and, and no. And they finally got, I guess, chicken feed. Yeah, got some thing. food. Yeah. But it's a fifteen-minute delay because of a stupid sheep. <laughs> That's right. Right. Yeah, so not really right. So the person yeah. that told me the story is in my community group, and and he just instantly saw the. The a parallel and a parallel to the sermon from earlier in the morning. And what is a great <laughs> analogy of how, you know, sheep are stupid, first of all. Right. But, you know, they'll be led by an owner. Mm-hmm. And it was the owner that took care of it. Right. Not somebody dragging it. Right. You know, somebody that gave it a little bit of comfort, gave it a little bit of food, pushing it, being a bad shepherd <laughs> is not the answer. Right. And, and yeah, so sometimes uh, you just got to move the sheep somehow one way or another. <laughs> and right. and it's funny. taking it out of the pen. Here's my thought. Taking it outside of its pen, away from its other sheep, yeah, that turned into a problem. He did right. not like that. He didn't like that, you know. Nope. So being out, I mean, who knows where he thought he was going, right? Yeah, I was out back in that parking lot watching this go on, and everybody out watching it were like, "Hey, this is right from the sermon today." Right. <laughs> we got the, we got the <laughs> unfolding so right funny. before our eyes. <laughs> so, That's yeah, so good. good. Well, let's let's jump to the sermon then. Sunday in review. Uh, John 10, you showed a clip. Uh, the clip was from uh, the Gospel of John movie. The, the movie. Yeah. yeah, Gospel of John. Okay, cool. Yeah, great movie, uh, by the way. I mean, if just to watch the whole thing, because the movie is literally the Gospel of John verse by verse. verse by word verse. for word. Word I mean, for word, the Gospel of John. And yeah. it's, uh, so it's really good. Yeah, that's awesome. Uh, yeah, so, I mean, Mark, I'll come your way first. Thoughts on, on the Good Shepherd and even just some of the, the verses leading up to John 10. Yeah, that Dennis so unpacked. many things, and I've got a couple questions, but the, the idea of the Good Shepherd coming through loud and clear for me was, was so relevant. And I, I love how the sermon series being Humble King mm-hmm. and your sermon title of The Shepherd Becomes the Lamb mm-hmm. it is so impactful, and to see that clearly. And then, uh, of course, I love the creatives uh, and all the things that go into the worship time and seeing an ornament of a staff and a lamb. And the lamb up and, there, yeah, that was and great. ending the worship time by reading Psalm 23. Yeah. And, and for me, one of the, the hit-home moments for it, again, I, I heard you kind of prepare what you were going to talk about, but then seeing the worship service unfold to where you, we were able to sing certain songs that led up to that, hear the sermon, which, by the way, Dennis, I thought it was an incredible sermon. Oh. I, I mean... I, I don't I don't rank sermons, but I'd say probably one of the best of yours that I've heard. Wow, I mean, really as good. far as just the, the clarity yeah. and the content to then end with Psalm 23 and your rod and staff, they comfort me. Yeah. And for me, paralleling that with the Ezekiel 34 passage that you gave that was prophesying of what a bad shepherd looks like and how easy in my mind it could be to take that sheep and just beat it over the head in some, into submission and <laughs> yeah. force it to go where you want to go. But here the good shepherd comforts with a staff and rod to, and to conclude with that thought for me was just in the moment and I was even on the stage reading it out loud. It didn't hit me until I read that. I was like, wow, that is really that's cool. Great. So that's yeah. just one of my small, I mean, of many takeaways. Mm-hmm. That's yeah. good. Pastor Dennis, was there anything that you wish you could have unpacked more as you finish up the services? Like, Yeah, oh, I, I hinted at it and all I just, you know, when I said it, the thing, it would have been fun to go, you know, to go into more is the, the idea that all, I mean, those chapters, that whole account from the, uh, the, um, teaching in the temple that morning and the adulterous woman to the healing of the blind man and, and that teaching to this good shepherd passage is all in one day. 
Wow. And it's all on the eighth day of the Feast of Tabernacles, which I would have liked hmm. to flesh that out a little bit more. Like what is going on in the Feast of Tabernacles that hmm. there's such an emphasis in the Gospel of John on these feasts. Um, and he, a lot of the teaching accounts that John focuses on in the gospel happens during the various feasts of Israel. And that's the backdrop. And it helps you understand what's going on. So mm. I would have liked to have spent, you know, you don't have time to develop yeah. everything in a sermon, but mm. uh, to develop that, uh, the idea of that eighth day of the Feast of Tabernacles and, and why is it special. And, and, and even really you go before it, it's just a couple days before it, um, because that, that feast goes on for eight days. So even in the chapters before, like in chapter seven with the I am the light of the world passage, that's still within the mm. Feast of Tabernacles. Mm. And um, and for some of you, you've been to Israel, you know, uh, yeah. thinking of you two, we, like the three of us were in Israel yeah. last year, almost uh, here in a few weeks we took off. Yeah. It'll be a year. But Longest you know, you year picture ever. that temple mount up, uh, the, mm. the temple up on the hill. And during the Feast of Tabernacles, all the hillside country being dotted with families gathering and celebrating and and um feasting on uh, in the fall season in their in their booths as they're dwelling in jerusalem and and every night the these giant uh, menorah candles within the mm. temple were lit and and the city like the temple mount becomes the city on the hill you could yeah. see the light for miles wow. of these giant menorahs yeah. uh that were being lit all night long and the singing and the parades mm. that were going on and, and you know and you have so that that temple mount's known as the the light of the world and jesus comes during that and he says i am the light of the world and you know so when you start to see some of the background of those feasts mm. and jesus using that to to and, teach these truths and so many i mean very easy to understand comparisons that Jesus makes, mm. you know, I'm the light of the world. I'm yeah. a good shepherd. I mean, how relevant that is to the people mm -hmm. of that time, but how we can still equate it today and, oh, right. that, that makes sense. Yeah. And, and the, the best way for us to equate it today is to remember the context in which it was delivered in the first place, right? I mean, I think it's very easy. I know I did it growing up. You hear, okay, it's supposed to be a light in a dark place. Okay, I, I, now I get to go decide what that looks like. It's like, well, I'll think about what Jesus was referring to and what he means when he actually is a light in the darkness because yeah. he lays it out and he was giving them a very the imagery was not the imagination right i mean it was right, right no there. it was there was a giant light it was right there it was right there yeah. absolutely yeah, exactly. you know, I, I do want to get to the applications eventually but something yeah. that that um i was wondering if you can elaborate a little bit more on is that the sermon series is titled humble king mm -hmm. in his own words right so the the true passage of the relevancy of almost these two and a half, three chapters that we're looking at, and I, I love the Good Shepherd analogy, was a specific verse. Yeah, chapter I know 10, you, verse 10. Yeah, I don't know yeah. if you can elaborate yeah, so, on that a little bit. So, uh, you know, as Mark Carey outlined this series for Christmas, he wanted to focus on uh, statements that Jesus says, which there are numerous of, where he says, this is why I came. And so one of those was, and he asked me to, to preach on, was John 10, 10, where he said, I came that they... Uh, you might have life and have it in abundance. Mm -hmm. um, and so that was kind of the, the key verse to what uh, for this week's uh, teaching. This is why I came, that you would have life and have it abundantly. Um, so everything else was built around that, um, you know, launched into that. And the that. context of that is found within this kind of... Uh, yeah, well, that's why I wanted this... Good shepherd, so to right, that's up, why I wanted to lay the staging of yeah. that, because the context, uh, the immediate context is this, is are these statements on shepherding. Um, 
but then really the broader context, why is Jesus using shepherding? Why is he going there? Is you know the broader context to me is to understand how that day had unfolded with the uh, mm. with the adulterous woman, with the the with poor the way shepherding. the Pharisees have treated the the blind man, and and uh, and so Jesus then gets into this uh, mm. contract. The emphasis is really on the shepherding um, mm. aspect of it. So the thieves and the robbers versus the shepherds yeah. uh, is what's going on. And so yeah, so I wanted to spend that time to set the context to get to that verse. And it's also interesting that you said that you've taught this passage a couple different times mm. and, and that especially the door had a specific meaning to you. Yeah. And, and now it has a different meaning. It but does, when you look yeah. at this John 10 verse 10, I came that, that, you would, that they would have life and have it abundantly. Right. And the There's, emphasis is that. Yeah. Right, right. So I feel like before when I've taught it, I feel like I missed the main point. It, I mean, certainly salvation is there. And that is, you know, certainly you can use this passage and talk about Jesus being the door and the only way to salvation, and mm -hmm. but I, but I feel like before when I taught it, I missed the main point, which which is this idea of it's the shepherds going through the door, in and out, leading sheep through the door, in and out, and life for abundance, right, right. 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 abundant yeah. life. So, um, so it was kind of this greater thing that really, as I was studying and preparing for it this time, that really was sinking into me uh, is that uh, um, yeah so I felt like I've mess missed that main kind of and maybe it's a nuance but I feel like it's actually the main point of the passage hmm. um, more so than just a an evangelistic type of message hmm. but, you know. is, is that ever discouraging to you when you are preparing for a sermon and you and you're like oh, I, I didn't teach it like <laughs> no, I, I, I feel like it's so me, intimidating it's a, I know yeah. I love it like yeah. I get excited when I like yeah you know, I mean to me that's one of the beauties of scripture is that's never going to stop happening right I yeah. hope you know that's yeah, right right you know right. as you're in scripture like right just you know right. stuff jumps you know and the next time I teach this it might be you know <laughs> I'm sure there's yeah. something else I've missed there yeah that you, but yeah. it's so yeah. great yeah. to know that that's what God was leading you to see right. and share to our right. congregation in this moment right, right. now right and and yeah. how we as a church need to see that kind of abundance of life mm. and that we are shepherds in a way. And mm. I love how you broke it down to say, yeah, there's pastors, there's elders, and then good trickle down. There's deacons, there's community group leaders, there's right. parents. And then you're, oh, wow. Now he's talking about me. Okay. Right. Not right. just those people who are working mm. at the church to be the shepherd who needs to kind of guide the sheep in and out of the door. Yeah, but, we all have a responsibility yeah. in shepherding. Yeah, it, and even back in that Ezekiel thirty-four passage, I mean, the the condemnation starts off on the certainly the focus is on the leaders of Israel, but then as you read further in that passage, if you read that whole chapter, he um, God's condemnation is on the sheep and how they're treating each other. So he, mm -hmm. I mean, it, it comes all the way. Everybody, we're all uh, in that in that mix and how we <laughs> treat one another and what how we're leading one another. So. Yeah, I mean, so many, I'm sure there's people out there listening and watching that have just stories of the past where they were led by a bad shepherd mm. and, and how that can be depressing. Yeah. It can be legalistic. Hurtful. It can be hurtful. Yeah, you might damaging. not want to come back to church. There can be just this pain and suffering that goes on. But it, it's comforting to see that Ezekiel passage to where it starts out with the, the bad, but then it points you to the good. Yeah. Right. And so many other passages too that point you to Okay, that but that is not what God's intent was. Yeah, you know, and that and God wants himself is going to rectify that, yeah. right? And right. that's and that's yeah. the point He brought home in the sermon, which I think was great. Is in those moments, I mean, the if and when of noticing like bad or unideal, whatever you want to call it, shepherding that you know wasn't with your best interest at heart. Whatever, remember Jesus is going to be the answer. He's the good shepherd. Don't don't pivot and look for somebody else to fill that void. Right? We're all going to disappoint each other. Right. If we're not truly, you know, following Jesus, and yeah, that's so why both things are true at, at the same time. Right. One is I have a responsibility to shepherd others well, hmm. 
Yeah. And two is when people are badly shepherded, they have a responsibility, to, and we each have a yeah. responsibility to look to Christ. Yeah. Well, and I, I think that ties in with that idea. I mean, what what makes the best Christian leaders? Well, the better they are at following Christ, the the more equipped they'll be to lead. And it's really cool to think about that—the pursuit of of Jesus as our good shepherd. I mean, the the local church community comes around that idea, and we find ways to fall into the church leadership and structure and, and everybody's furthering their you know their personal relationship with the Lord, which I think is is cool. Another thing that I loved and it was just right at the beginning uh, of the sermon was just and by the way, all of this happened on one day and here's the end of that day. Like bam. I was like, okay, I never I never knew that. No no translation is gonna tell you, right? right? These chapters are broken up in ways yeah. that the author never broke them. There's not a whole lot of, you know, depending on your Bible, the remember this is the end of this or the middle of this. And so it's so helpful to have that. Because yeah. that, uh, it's just, it's easier to yeah, there's, digest. I mean, there's enough textual evidence there. And there's some that would argue chapter 10 starts another day. And, gotcha. Uh, because verse 22 starts at, uh, is definitely later into the winter where it's okay. another feast going on. Um, and But I, the textual evidence for me is there. I mean, Jesus never starts a, uh, a teaching off by amen, amen. That's always a, a, a conclusion to mm. the teaching. <laughs> and so chapter 10 verse 1 is amen, amen, or truly, truly, I say to you, it's, it's a conclusion statement to you know the what has been going on before that and anyway there's there's other textual evidence there that this is all on that eighth day uh, well it, it makes total of, sense of and season, so. you had mentioned wanting to show potentially more of the the movie but some of it kind of cut on the yeah you know floor. it would have been great to watch <laughs> you know that yeah, we could have just watched chapter nine and ten and <laughs> the gospel of john movie but <laughs> right. there you go we got our sermon <laughs> here we go right but <laughs> yeah. uh yeah so go home i mean if you it, i don't know where you can watch it but, yeah uh, no that's cool uh yeah get a copy and watch it for yourself that's awesome but yeah i mean i gotta say though just back to your sermon title you know, yeah. in your in your yeah, research. the shepherd is the lamb. Yeah, it, it, expand yeah, that a little bit more. I mean, how did that? Yeah, well, that come that's together. Where when I was considering the the whole sermon series of the humble king, a, a, you know, a creator of the universe as a baby in a manger, this irony that is wrapped up in this enigma of Jesus Christ. Um, and so in in this passage, as you're going through it, and you get to verse 11, I am the good shepherd. The good shepherd lays down his life for the sheep. Mm. You know, that just immediately for me brings to mind uh, John chapter 1, where John the Baptist says, Behold the Lamb of God. Mm. You know, it, he is as the Lamb of God taking away the sins of the world. Mm. Um, and so that's where that title came from, was that verse 11 there, just this idea of him being that Lamb of God, laying his life down. Um, becoming that sacrificial lamb to take on the sins of the world. And, and back um, to the the idea that we're also reading through Philippians 2 mm -hmm. in our kind of Advent season. Right. And again, it's not a traditional Humbling himself. Humbling himself. Yeah, laying point aside, of death. Laying aside his rights and his uh, divinity. And, and I mean, and I guess that is truly what a shepherd looks like. I mean, to to get in the way of a sheep and a and a wolf trying to come in and and be a thief to steal the sheep. I mean, yeah. a shepherd is gonna really lay down his life. Wow. Right. And and now are you calling me to do that? And what does that look like? Yeah. You know, yeah. I, I mean that. But becoming the lamb, I, there's so much more. Like we could have spent time on that because, and I I think I made this statement, but you just for me that's one of the things to. to you know, th these people in chapters eight and nine are going are really experiencing bad shepherding i mean mm. the the, the yeah. legalism the law the the if you don't do this right thing we're you're cast out of the synagogue which is the center of everything i mean they're just being they're kowtowed i mean and been abused mm. and so when jesus becomes the lamb he comes 
he experiences this bad shepherd. I mean, I mean, it's yeah. that, that was why I pointed out at the uh, end of chapter eight there, where they go to stone Jesus. He is, <laughs> yeah. you know what I mean? He is, <laughs> and and ultimately he's crucified by the bad shepherding. So he fully becomes man, and becomes that lamb, becomes the one who is um, under the bad shepherd. Yeah. In, in that in that way, you know what I'm saying? And then like even it, what the Pharisees <clears throat> say to the blind man. Uh, yeah, you know, cast them out. And who are you to teach us? Oh man, you know, this, you sinner of all sinners. This right. came up. This right. came up yeah. last last time, uh, even two weeks before that with Pastor Mark. But it's so funny to in, briefly summarize these interactions with the Pharisees because they're like they're such doofuses, right? We can read them in the context of Jesus and be like, oh my gosh, you know, you don't know what you're up against. But it's all that they're evaluating this hey, guy. They're, and they're, the top dogs. they're I know the top right. dogs. They're rejecting this guy. It's just oh man, to look back on that, it's like, whew, they were on the wrong end of history. But yeah. yeah. So, where do we where do we take this from here? I mean, uh, you're not teaching next time, are you? It was, it was a no. one offer. Yeah, okay. it was a one off for me. Okay. Um, I'll be down in Woodstock. I'm actually that's right. On, that's right. Uh, Christmas cool. weekend. Awesome. So, Shout out yeah. to Shenandoah people yeah. listening to the podcast. Look I mean, forward my, to my big takeaway still is that that Jesus is the door, mm. and, yeah. and and so not just the one time door, but the constant door, and yeah. and as as I view myself as being a shepherd, whether it be of my family or, you know, being community group leader or other areas of my ministry, how can I point people to the door? How can I point people to the good shepherd? How can I point people to Christ? And whether it's in a conversation that I have or whether it's in any kind of actions. And again, I trust me, I'm not perfect at all. Yeah. <laughs> and so as I, right. as I look back, I'm like, man, I missed the mark on that one. Right. That's so humbling. How, you know, that's, so that's humbling you I, think. And that's, you know, that's why there are warnings in there. Let not many of you be teachers that, or, you know, that yeah. shepherds, because there is a, there is a responsibility that God, you're shepherding people that God shed yeah. his blood for. You know, you <laughs> high know. stakes. Yeah. It's yeah. high yeah. stakes, right? Yeah. You got to care for them. Yeah. Um, and hmm. care for the people in our lives that we have impact on. So your two application um, points are so simple, but so relevant. You know, Jesus yeah. being the good shepherd, and then how can I point people to Christ? Right. And, and those were the two. Every ways. single day. I mean, that's what we need yeah. to be reminded of. In our interactions, in, in, in our own private studies, you know, how are we going to, like, you know, seek out what is Christ teaching me today in this moment? And then how can I point people to Christ? Yeah. And, yeah. and not give a list of point a b c d right these things right. you know because of my wisdom or what i think i know yeah. but just simply humbly yeah. point people to christ and it's going to be specific right there's an application of scripture and then there's specific implementations in our lives based on what, what your dynamic is with your neighbors your family your friends your coworkers, whatever those opportunities are to be to have a mindset on the door knowing you need to go in right. and, and it's not easy like that no way I mean, it is not easy yeah I mean, that was why i kind of threw out my friend's example of that his sheep just like the one in the parking lot <laughs> that uh doesn't want to go from point a to point b you know, uh, we as people are like that. We can be stubborn. We can find fault with everybody around us. We can get uh. angry with people. And the people we're seeking to shepherd um, hmm. are sinful people too. And uh, you know, Just like us, we're sinful people. Just like know? we're sinful people, right? <laughs> yeah. So so it's not um, those interactions and that seeking to lovingly lead is going to be messy and smelly and dirty. And you know what I mean? It's a, uh, and full of uh, headaches. And so that's where as a, shepherd to have that humble right. heart and that, that not i but christ in me i mean it's and not to resort to because it can be easy to resort to the forceful yeah well let me just you know if i put a rope around this thing and tie it to <laughs> yep. back of my truck i can drag it yeah. across that parking yeah. lot well okay yeah, yeah. but I've, it's that yeah. shepherd I, i've heard people um 
say before, like, ah, I'm going to use some righteous anger. And I'm like, I don't know if we're entitled to righteous <laughs> anger the way Jesus <laughs> was. I mean, careful. it'd be a little, it's touchy, but and yeah. And back to just that yeah. thing that hit me. I mean, full circle. I mean, it's, it's the rod and the staff that seems scary, but it's what's comforting mm-hmm. to us mm-hmm. from Psalm 23. And mm-hmm. wow. I mean, that is only God because right. typically a rod and staff is just going to want me, beat right. me over the head. Or right. I'll take my rod yeah. and staff and I'll beat you over the head to do it right. <laughs> right, no, right. Yeah. That is not how God has <laughs> yeah. intended it. Yeah. yeah. To turn it into a sword and shield. Oh, man. Well, it's good. Thank you guys uh, for tuning in, video and audio. Again, follow the stars now behind us. We look forward to Christmas Day, the opportunity to celebrate Jesus' birth. Again, we have Christmas Eve services 11, 1, 5, 7, 9. Five of them. You got right? It. Cool. 11. Okay. One. Five, if you're seven, and if you're listening to this, happy snow day, probably in all likelihood. Yeah, Wednesday yeah. and Thursday of this yeah. week. And I will um, say just about the Christmas Eve services, they have filled up very fast. So thank you for listening to us over the last couple of weeks. Um, mm-hmm. Really, right now the nine o'clock service is the one to look at um, that has the availability. We still need people to help serve. So if you can go to the website and just let us know if you're free and available to to come and help um, in the lobby, be an usher, be a greeter, just be a friendly face, that would be mm-hmm. incredible. So, cool. Um, if you need to change your seat, call the church office because I'm sure people would love to fill that up. Awesome. Yeah. Sounds good. Dennis, thank you for being here, my guy. Yeah, it's, it's nice been a long time yeah, coming, but now. glad to see you back. Uh, yeah, again, you can. not here with us. Where's the I know. Yeah, they're they're off. Mark Mark took her seat. Yeah. Took a seat. There's yeah. a tech strand going, <laughs> but uh, anyway, uh, she'll she'll be back. Uh, thank you guys again. As a reminder, you can subscribe and follow us all over the place. Even if you Google Sermon Spotlight, we pop right up. So thank you so much for being a part of it fbcva.life can get you all the good stuff. The okay, fact of the Can I jump yes. in one more time? Yes, you can. Before you do this. You already did, so. Yes. Yeah. You know, so we have also been releasing Fellowship Family. Oh, that's podcast. right. I'm sorry. You and you're right. and the, we're entering being in this Christmas season. We're going to hear some cool stories of just family traditions mm-hmm. of people and uh go back and listen to the one from last week Lukens. with Mike and Lori Lukens. We've got one coming up this Friday of Josh and Tara Jones. And so you'll get some fun Christmas stories, but also some little meat and depth of the humble king. And uh, so check those out. Awesome. Sounds good. Uh, Thank you, guys. Until next time, the fact of the matter, everybody, is that sermons are not meant to just take an hour, but rather transform a lifetime. Until next week, much love. God bless.